0: NMC Health is under pressure as its creditors move to mitigate their exposure to the indebted group. It's at risk of going into administration, but the saga began months ago and includes allegations of fraud. Management board members and the founder have parted ways with the company. Amid a global pandemic, the operator of 200 medical facilities is facing an altogether different crisis. You're listening to the Business Extra podcast coming from The National in Abu Dhabi. I'm Mustafa Al Rawi, Assistant Editor in Chief. With me is Kelsey Warner, our future editor. Hi, Kelsey.
1: Hi, Mustafa. Good to be with you this week. I'm looking forward to talking to you today about what is the future of NMC Health.
0: Well, it's one of the UAE's private, largest private healthcare companies. It was founded by BR Shetty, who our listeners will know well. Um, in the 1970s in Abu Dhabi. Um, it has clinics, pharmacies, hospitals. It is a publicly listed company, the London Stock Exchange, it's where its shares are traded. But this week, banks and other publicly listed companies in the UAE started reporting their exposure to NMC Health. Um, it's something like $2 billion US billion so far that's been reported. Now, the total debt on the company. Is over six billion dollars, which is a big spike from what had been previously reported last year by the company. But there's a whole lot of stuff going on. So, if you'll allow me, Kelsey, I'll bring in Michael Fahy, assistant business editor at the National, who's been reporting on this story almost from the beginning. Michael, how are you? Uh, well, thank you. Um,
2: yeah, so I suppose the first uh, inklings of problems came. It was almost like a bug, really. It was a, a report from. Uh, Uh, an activist investor in the U.S. called Muddy Waters Research. Um, Now, Muddy Waters is famous for um, picking out companies uh, where it's it's found that Carson Block says he concentrates on companies where the profits seem to be too good to be true. And in this case, um, with NMC Health, they published a very detailed report which... um, made a number of suggestions, including that the company, NMC, had inflated its cash balances, it had overpaid for assets, um, and various other bits of financial chicanery.
0: So it was in the second half of last year, Muddy Waters put out that report, and it put it put the shares under pressure. And the NMC shares were under pressure, and as a result, that triggered a series of events um, that have led to where we are today what subsequently it, it turned out that br shetty and other board members um had loans that were tied to their shareholdings in nmc health correct
2: so once the share price started to fall and it fell quite dramatically it fell pretty much 75 percent between the report being published in december and early january and that uncovered um a series of things, uh, mainly the, the fact that Mr. Shetty himself and a couple of the other directors had leveraged uh, their positions, so they borrowed money against the holdings in NMC Health. In, in Mr. Shetty's case, he borrowed money uh, against his NMC Health shares to pay for acquisitions that were made for fenabler Group. So although those two companies aren't directly connected, it's caused knock-on issues at fenabler Group as well.
1: Mike, this is really interesting to hear because I've been wondering actually where the NMC health fallout begins and finabler, that fallout begins with it. So thank you for explaining that to me. Can you also kind of dig into this idea of uh, banks having the biggest exposure? The headline I've said seen is upwards of 10 billion dirhams.
2: Yeah. Um, so this is just the UAE banks exposure. Um so the regulator over the last couple of days, as Mustafa has said, has asked every UAE-listed company to declare their exposure to NMC Health and also to Fenabler and to UAE Exchange, which is uh, Fenabler's biggest currency exchange business in the UAE, and which is also currently being overseen by the uh, UAE
0: Central Bank. So, so basically the, this, the chain of events is that the share price fell, the there was already question marks about the company. The company was actually fighting the muddy the muddy waters claims. They they brought in investigators to show that you know it wasn't true about about their their finances. But subsequently, as the share price fell, it triggered the uncovering of the fact that the ownership had changed hands essentially uh, towards uh, because of the loans. And then subsequently, we also discovered that the the debt on the books of the company was far higher than what had previously been reported in the last accounts, is that right, Michael?
2: That's right, yeah. So during the last accounts, uh, when the company last filed accounts, it was for the first six months of 2019. At the end of that period, the company um, had liabilities of about $2.1 billion. Although it's listed on the UK Stock Exchange, it generally reports in dollars. and then last month, there there have been a series of, of disclosures, as as have just mentioned, on who owns which shares. But the the really damaging stuff is around the debt, because it seems that there's been um, just so much debt that's been hidden or off the books. The company brought in an independent investigator. Um, his name was Louis Free. He is a former director of the FBI. Uh, and so was considered to be independent. And once his investigation began, he uncovered a series of other issues, uh, one of which was just that the company had no idea of the scale of some of the debt and some of the financing arrangements that were in place. So it first, um, in the middle of March, the company first declared that its debt was much higher than previously expected at $5 billion. And then, rather embarrassingly, about a week later, that figure increased to $6.6 billion.
1: Mike, how shocking is the scope of the allegations currently against NMC Health and Finabler? I mean, we have to have the UAE Banks Federation head said, you know, of course, we have to have a level of trust in our auditors, in the corporate governance of publicly traded companies, and in the LSE regulators. So where do you think the failure occurred? And how big of a failure is this?
2: I mean, it's it's always difficult to tell with cases like this. I think one thing worth mentioning in, in this context is maybe a barrage, because last year, when um, all of the UAE listed companies had to do a similar sort of thing and report their exposure to a barrage, there was quite a lot of finger pointing from different parts of the world about the, the regulatory environment in the UAE and, or lack of, and. On, people pointing towards DFSA and some of its shortcomings, even though the DFSA's own rules are um, largely modelled on on the FCA in the UK. Yet in this case, the market regulators, the auditors, all of those are in the UK. The the regulatory oversight should have been in the UK,
0: um, but clearly that hasn't been
2: up to scratch.
0: So, I mean, I want to talk about that because that, it pertains to the latest developments that are happening this week uh, but first to just clarify that some of this debt is not even for uh nmc but was in fact the founder of board members the particular board members in question uh, allegedly telling companies that nmc would guarantee uh you know the, the payments that needed to be made from other companies that they owned as well So there's sort of a complex network of almost, you you know, you might charitably say very kind of old school, um, you know, name lending, but also kind of saying, oh, don't worry, my other company will cover it, um, and forgetting that you're now an internationally listed corporation.
2: Yeah, indeed. Uh, I mean, the company itself and its disclosures was talking about um, third party finance arrangements and invoicing receivables that were owned by the NMC had guaranteed, but which were um, guaranteeing companies that were not part of the NMC group, but but which were owned by directives. They've also said there's there's been some some suspected fraudulent activity. But again, the scale of this, regulators, auditors, etc., at a fundamental level, can only do so much. They are relying on figures that are provided to them By the company, by the management, and in this case, it appears that um, clearly the company and the management weren't being entirely above board about the level of debt that
0: is held. Well, I mean, Thursday, there's going to be a kind of moment in this story. There's a high court hearing in London. Um, This has been brought by ADCB, which is owed more than $900 million by NMC and wants to put NMC into administration to protect its exposure. Now, interestingly, there is there are new people in charge at NMC. And they lost the CEO. There's been management changes, board changes, but also Faisal Belhul is now chairman at NMC after um, he and, and others have taken a, a 9% stake in the business. He has said that they will fight the attempt by ADCB to put administration. A quote is, that ADCB is putting its own interests above not only other creditors but also the health and safety of U-year residents amid an escalating pandemic, which is kind of the bigger picture. Which is NMC is one of the biggest hospital operators, claiming that right now, when we're in the middle of a public health crisis, is the time, you know, to put us in administration. However, that kind of misses the point that the pandemic is causing potentially a broader economic or financial impact. So you would expect the banks to to try and make sure that there isn't more of a fallout because of this particular incident.
2: You would, and clearly there's a lot of pressure being placed on ADCB now not to put the company into administration. There's a hearing due on Thursday, um, but when you look at ADCB statement, it's kind of clear that um, they seem to have run out of patience. They're, um there's there've been so many disclosures and Faisal Bell who has come in and he's clearly extremely keen having bought 9% of the company for it not to end up in administration. But he's come in after the company's had, what, three months of constant bad news and of constant um, problems being uncovered. And if ADCB's at a situation where they now don't believe anything that's, that's being placed in front of them by the company and the management. And as the biggest creditor, you know, it's got the, you said 900 million, it's almost a billion, it's $981 million uh, that it's exposed to just through NMC. It's also exposed for another 182 million through for neighborhood group. Um, then you could maybe understand why they want somebody independent to have a look at it and their justification for calling in administrators is that they they expect a, an independent investigation to take place immediately and for it to be transparent. And I think that transparency issue, from the bank's point of view, is what's been missing so far. So Faisal Bahu has a quite a difficult task here. I mean, he's I think he took over on it's very late March. He took over anyway, so he's coming in. Clearly, none of this is is his fault. None of these are issues that. You could attribute to him, but maybe he's coming in possibly a little bit late to try and save it. And again, from his point of view, I can understand why he is very keen for it to avoid administration. I'm sure it's not just about the stake they have. I'm sure it's also to do with the fact that, as you just mentioned, this is an incredibly difficult time for... Um. For the country generally, but definitely in med in medical care, you know, hospitals are flat out at I the minute mean, dealing with COVID nineteen patients. And administration, no matter how seamless you can try to make it, there's always going to be disruption. There are always going to be doctors and people whose livelihoods are at stake who are looking at the
1: situation and thinking that maybe they would be better off leaving and going elsewhere. I mean, Mike, that's interesting what you say about I mean, of course, evoking the pandemic is appropriate given the scope of NMC Health as the largest healthcare provider in the UAE. But given the nature of what we're all going through these days with COVID 19 and this economic uncertainty, can you talk a little bit about what sort of scenarios may play out for NMC's healthcare network, for employees, uh, and even for the patients who may need to go there in the coming weeks or months?
2: Sure. I mean, clearly in a situation like this, the company's dealing with all kinds of things and the FCA, as you mentioned, I think will be definitely on the priority list, but they, given the, the room looming court case on Thursday and the general running of the business, it's going to be something they'll kick into the long grass. The, the immediate concern is, is what happens on Thursday with this court case and then what happens to the business. If they can avoid... Administration, clearly that's the best outcome for everyone. It's the best outcome for the company. Um, Faithful Bill who believes it's the best outcome for all of the creditors. It's definitely the best outcome for the staff and for the suppliers and for everyone else involved. If administration takes place and ADCB said in its statement that um, it recognizes the current situation and that. It wants this process to be as little disruption as possible. But with any administration, there's going to be disruption. There are going to be suppliers who who decide to pull funding. There are going to be suppliers who decide to stop supplying goods. There are going to be um, doctors and staff who are looking at their own position. And if there are job offers from elsewhere, then it's going to be more tempting. So, so there's bound to be disruption to the business and um, avoiding di- Avoiding administration is clearly
0: the best way to minimise that. Michael Fahey, Assistant Business Editor at The National, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, bye-bye. So, we, Kelsey, we, we didn't mention too much about the founder of NMC Health and Finabler at UAE Exchange, B.R. Um but we actually had him on this podcast last summer, um, and I thought maybe we could play a little bit of that. Um, here he is talking about the listing of Finabler um, and the realities of an IPO.
3: Now, finabler, we listed it was a very bad time, very odd time. Nobody was investing there. Nobody was investing because pressures more. Trump's statement for China, threat to Iran, and Fujara, what happened here, and all these things are pressurized. My five bankers, Goldman Sachs, Merrill Lynch, and um, JP Morgan, Barclays, all these banks, CEO, 13th, Evening Shetty, now I think we should call off this time. We'll make it another. I said, uh, see, we have our reputation. We have our investors. I, I was very confident. But according to me, I have not, It's my corporate governance is very good and we are not siphoning money. It's only reused for the company and that's it.
0: So you don't worry about the short-term No short-term spikes or drops. It's, it's no, but why, no. But why even list? Why even have that headache?
3: No, Listing is not headache. Listing is a pleasure.
0: So that was B R Shetty, the founder of N M C Health and Finabler. Um, Michael Fahi earlier made comparisons with Abraj. Um, do you think we're there yet, Kelsey? In terms, of, in terms of Abraj levels of of uh, financial mis mismanagement.
1: I mean, my takeaway from that conversation is that this is still early days, and this is going to be a long road to untangle what a web this appears to be. But I mean, B R Shetty, what? It, a larger-than-life figure, really, in sort of the origin story of the UAE. Um, I, you spoke to him last summer. He held forth, you know, for more than an hour um, about what it was like to build up NMC Health and Finabler.
0: Exactly. It's very difficult to compare him, in my mind at least, um, to Arif Abraj. at Abraj. And, and, and is it... F- I mean, only time will tell. As you said, it's early days. But, you know, I'd I'd like to think that it doesn't get that bad
1: or ugly. And especially, I mean, given what's going on in the world right now, it just sort of adds to, you know, it, it just is a bit of a, feels like a bit of a tragedy.
0: Moving on from the NMC Health story, it is 100 days approximately since the coronavirus, the new coronavirus was discovered in China at the end of last year. The National's doing a lot of special coverage. You can find that at the national.ae. Kelsey, you've been looking into artificial intelligence during this period. Uh, What can you tell me about how
1: AI has evolved? Sure. I mean, and the reason I chose AI is because I believe it really is underpinning much of the global response effort. And you can look at it from sort of the standpoint of, you know, crises have historically had a way of speeding up tech innovation. And AI, before this, 100 days ago, was really still fairly nascent, a ton of money being poured into it, but it's still, you know, it's, it's in its infancy. So this idea that AI is now sort of being called to the fore and is sort of in its proving ground with COVID-19, and the three themes I've been looking at are, it's three Cs, containment, chatbots, and collaboration, sort of the three things that I'm seeing uh, come to the fore in terms of what AI's potential has been in the COVID-19 response.
0: Okay, well, you can read all about that at the national.ae. Um, Kelsey, I'll say goodbye to you. Thanks so much for being with us.
1: Good to be here. Thanks, Mr. Mustafa.
0: Before we finish, here are the other stories you need to know about on the national.ae. Oil prices gained ahead of a meeting of the OPEC Plus Alliance and other producers later this week to consider a broader pact that may shave off 15% of current global production. Zoom Video's chief executive said he messed up in running a service that has been easily hacked, attracting scrutiny from regulators and privacy advocates, as well as unwanted lawsuits. Emissions from the aviation sector could be slashed by 38% this year, as it faces longer-term pressure to become carbon neutral. That's it for today. If you've enjoyed this show, please do subscribe or leave a review. All that remains to thank Arthur Edison and Ayesha Khan for producing this episode remotely, and you all for listening. Do join us again next time.